0: Welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Pennington, and this is part two of a conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago with Dan Brooks, the Director of Business Advocacy here at the Chamber, our City Administrator, Chris Kokulski, and Billings Chief of Police, Rich St. John. If you missed part one of this conversation, we highly recommend checking that episode out as well. We talked about the current state of affairs related to public safety and billings. This episode, we're going to talk about some of the solutions. So without further ado, here is part two of our conversation with Chris Kakulski and Chief St. John. The voters approved a levy in 2020. Let's maybe just bring everyone up to speed. What did that levy do and why do we need another one in 2021? Who would like to start? I, I'll,
1: I'll Chris, take a first okay. crack at it. So shortly after the voters turned down a previous levy request, which was going to substantially increase resources and, and tackle these issues. Uh, in 17, the council said, you know what? This problem has just gotten to a point where we have got to put more resources than the police department, the fire department and dispatch. And they did that knowing they didn't have the annual revenue to cover that cost, mm-hmm. but they had the cash mm-hmm. reserve to do it. Yep. So essentially last year paid that bill going forward. So it allowed us to retain those resources and not have to slide backwards back to that pre-17 uh, kind of injection.
2: Mm-hmm. Chief, anything? Yeah, it was, uh, um, as uh, Chris indicated, we were, uh, you know, through several reasons starting to really have that deficit spending. It's costing more for us to conduct business than we were bringing in in revenue. Pre-COVID, there was a a healthy discussion about growing all of public safety, and it was a significant cost. COVID hits. The decision, and a wise one at that, was to, uh, given everybody's situation, we're going to make an ask. Let's just make an ask so we don't lose anything. Mm -hmm. And so voters overwhelmingly, uh, two to one, Approved a status quo. Mm-hmm. It was mentioned numerous times during during our public presentations. Is that we will be back mm-hmm. at some point in time because uh, the the calls for service, demands for uh, for more city services increases, and we're not seeing the commensurate resources to deal with it. So the only question then is when when is that time going to be? So, um, from the police department side, uh, and we spoke about our, you know, crime stats a little bit uh, without going into a deep dive. And we had significant Mm -hmm. increases in, in uh, you know, our violent crime, and we're seeing issues across the board. That now's the time to to say, look, we need to address these issues Mm -hmm. because the city's not getting any smaller. The problems aren't going away. They are very complex. Mm -hmm. But public safety is an expensive prospect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both the police and fire, specifically. Over eighty percent of our budget, um, I've asked for about twenty-seven million and some change. Is people? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't sell a product; we mm-hmm. provide a service, and that's our number one asset. Yeah, we both have union shops, so you negotiate contracts and your steps and all that type of stuff. Uh, so it's expensive, mm-hmm. and uh, and if you want that A plus product, then uh, you know mm-hmm. we need to be supportive of that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, boss decided here that now's the time. And so that generated that discussion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think his comment was, if not now, when? Uh, Right, And and perfectly, you know, segue to what it is we got going on.
0: Uh, Yeah. And when he says boss right here, he's not talking about me. He's talking about Chris Kukulski, which is actually (laughs) Chief St. John's boss. So if you didn't know that, now you do. So there you go. So you know better, Chief, than anyone what it's going to take to get crime under control. If the city council came to you and said, What do you need to solve this problem, which they've done in the past?
2: What would be your response? Certainly. And it falls right into the four strategies that we identified uh, in our uh, previous safety levy request. Violent crime, uh, resources to address that. The downtown uh, issue with basically Mm -hmm. our transient population. Third was uh, traffic enforcement. The fourth one, which, uh, which really I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because I think it's, it's fallen a little bit more to the policy body, mm-hmm. is to support our partners in the public health, mental health mm-hmm. area. So yeah. this is your Substance Abuse Connect, uh, you know, helping get people right. into treatment. So along that lines, if they're going to ask me what I need, it's, it's two-pronged. First of all, in line with the CPSM recommendations, that's truly dedicated towards efficiency and effectiveness. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is to take some of the work away from the patrol officers, officers yep. in particular and free them up to do more proactive work.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: On the flip side of that, which and I, I will be talking to uh, the boss, not you, this one, <laughs> uh, about is that we know from our experience that when we dedicate officers to a specific task and leave them alone, that they make a difference. They drove down stolen vehicles. Um, It's basically specialized positions targeting a specific problem. And we need to enhance those teams. I I got four people assigned to a traffic uh, division for a city this size. Um, Our street crimes unit, extremely effective. Our drug unit, extremely effective. Throwing more resources at those would help the problems that are on the forefront. On the downtown area, I wanted to add more visibility, more officers downtown we know increased presence reduces crime Uh, there's two down there right now not counting the beat cars if we can double that triple that that's going to make a difference whether it's real crime or whether it's perception when you see a cop walking the beat on bikes doing whatever that makes a difference and then that in turn falls right into dan's wheelhouse making sure that we are conducive to bringing in businesses and, and growing the community
3: you mentioned uh, allowing our patrol officers to be more proactive in their in their policing approach. The CPSM report, Center for Public Safety, Safety management, management, thank you, had had talked about this threshold of time that officers are being reactive, uh, you know, uh, reacting to calls for service, et cetera, not, not needing to go down too far into the details, but we've heard anecdotally how uh, stretched thin and overwhelmed our officers can be with that calls for service. But now we have the data to, to back that up to show that on a national average level, their average time reacting rather than being proactive is actually higher. What do, what do you think they can do with that extra proactive time? I mean, what, what would proactive policing look like if we can get them the resources to not be reactive all the time? Certainly. So,
2: for example, in there, I I think are seven what they call police service officers. They are non sworn officers. They're civilians, but they are trained to a level that they can handle uh, non injury accidents. They can issue citations. They can handle misdemeanor uh, cold cases. That's what our officers are doing now. So, if you take those smaller incidents away from the officers and allow them to remain on patrol, be more visible. Write mm-hmm. some more tickets if necessary, as opposed to running from call to call to call. We're going to be a little bit better. Now, that's efficiency and effectiveness. When I talk about, give me some more people for a task force, we're going to aggressively attack a specific problem. Two separate concepts, but, but certainly correlated in how we do business. Uh, that would be one example. You know, And the other thing that most recently we had a very, very bad accident on Zimmerman Trail. There was, that's an example of public safety being taxed to the fullest. There was not an ambulance in Billings because of the number of victims. I think every fire truck was dispatched because we had ongoing calls and and situations top and bottom of Zerman Trail. And you had a great majority of the shift that was working tied up on this accident, not, not to include calling in additional resources. You had command staff that were out handling regular calls. And so in the meantime, you have people that are needing service in other parts of the town. We have nobody to send. Mm-hmm. And what that forces us to do is prioritize. And when yeah. you get your house broken into, and mm-hmm. I say you don't get a police officer because it's not important enough, mm-hmm. that's unacceptable as well. And mm-hmm. this is what we're we're trying to do, be more efficient based on the recommendations. And a lot of it was, you know, tweak your organizational chart. Yeah you know, code things differently, think about, you know, moving this boundary, or that boundary, whatnot, you know, and those all, those things don't cost any money mm-hmm.
0: at all. Yeah.
2: And, you know, it's good to have them come in and look because, uh, you know, they ask me the question, why do you do it that way? And I just say, because we've <laughs> always done it that way. And they just go, well, look yep. at this. So and there are 102 recommendations Yeah, and probably just a small handful, maybe, uh, you know, you can count on one hand, actually cost money. Right. The rest of them are all, you know, things that we can do to to do things a little bit better and clean up.
1: I want to applaud the the chief in the department, right? The, these hundred and two recommendations, we didn't have to have mm-hmm. uh, three sit down meetings with a consultant ahead of time to figure out how are we gonna deliver this message to the, the chief and his leadership team throughout the entire process were an open book that hey, if you guys have ways to help us be more effective help serve our community we want to hear them and we want to understand them and that's how it was embraced and it's being implemented so that that, i think for those who immediately jump to a speculation that this is all just about more money and more officers that's they're absolute open uh were open did it not just and and are implementing those recommendations
0: well, that's a great segue to talk about our next topic, and that is the public safety mill levy that you've asked, been asked to prepare this year. you want to just talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure. So let me hit the high point. So one, though, without a doubt, our officers are often, if not the majority of the time, the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm this criminal justice system challenge, our crime challenge in Billings is not just, cannot be just tackled by officers. Mm-hmm. So we've got really the same holistic approach we we were talking about two years ago. So as far as additional resources, I'm just gonna kind of throw some numbers out then we'll talk money. And as the chief has said, these are all to implement strategies that have been put in place by each department to be more effective. So on the law enforcement side, 28, additional resources to the police department, almost exactly half of which would be on the civilian side and half on sworn officers. On the fire department side, it is the addition of, i got to get my name right, uh, where we're peak response or peak medical response teams, because there's a 12-hour window in a day that they get a lot more calls. And those calls tend to be on the medical side of the equation. Mm-hmm. So that's our next step and then uh, eventually into the into fire station eight sometime in the future. It's not a matter of if we're going to need another, another station, but when yeah. uh, that is. And these units, though, will stretch that time period. Code enforcement. You know, we've certainly learned from other cities out there that uh, there are ways you can help on the most violent of violent crime. Mm-hmm. And by by from a code enforcement standpoint, you know, shutting operations down And so we've got code enforcement in there, attorneys. Everybody wants to harass attorneys uh, until they need one. And in this case, our prosecutors, our domestic violence prosecutor, the chief talked about what happened the past year. He is managing somewhere around 1,200 cases a year. And kind of best practice in the industry is to be at about 400, recognizing that domestic violence cases are tougher and more time consuming. So we've got prosecutors in there going to a second full-time court. We we have one and a half mm-hmm. yeah. right now. And then we've got some resources to allocate in partnership with addiction and mental health to try to help things on that front end. So all of that, if we were to fund those components, mm-hmm. we're talking about a ninety-seven dollar increase in property taxes to the median homeowner in town. So half of, the town, half of the town's homes have a higher value and they'll mm-hmm. pay more than 97. Yep. Half have a lesser value. They'd pay less than 97. We're talking about a hundred bucks a year to implement these mm-hmm. resources toward into the strategies the chief of talking about. And every one of these department leaders have strategies how to best use these resources to make Billings a safer community. Right. That'll go to the council June 14th for first reading and June 28th for second reading.
0: Now will you explain to our readers that may not know our readers, our I listeners, listen. what that, what that means. What is a first Sorry. reading? What is a second reading? So they it, might not
1: know in layman's terms. It doesn't even matter. I mean, it's, it's the, it's an ordinance to propose to mm-hmm. the voters to amend the charter. So okay. in billings, you can't add these resources without the, without the voters mm-hmm. agreeing to amend the charter. And these items would be on the November 2nd ballot. So along with those city council seats, this question, if the council moves forward, would be asked.
0: Hey, we're gonna take a quick break because I wanna tell you about a great opportunity to get your business name in front of our listeners. It's called an advertising break and it's what we're doing right now. If you're interested in leveraging your business by advertising on this podcast, Chambercast, all you have to do is send an email to us at podcast at BillingsChamber.com. That's podcast at BillingsChamber.com. And just let us know that you're interested in more details about how you would get an ad spot on our podcast, Chambercast. It's that simple. And now we're going to get back to the show.
3: So you've uh, outlined, I think, very well how we need to look at some solutions outside of just simply adding more police and fire resources. We're going to need a a heck of a lot more resources within the system to deal with what are going to be increasing arrests from the police dealing with uh, fire incidences, things like that. So if we do uh, address this kind of holistically within, within the city's purview, what are our goals? What, what, what should we be looking for as we sell the message to voters? uh, You know, Give the city and the police department and the fire department these resources. What should citizens and taxpayers expect a year, two years down the road? What what does that look like?
2: Well, I think you hit it right on the head, Dan, specifically in the criminal justice system. Anytime you change anything, whether you add or take it away, it it affects the whole thing. So you add more cops, they're gonna make more arrests, which requires more work by the attorneys, by the judges, and the mm-hmm. jail. If you take them away. You know, you have the uh, the inverse. Uh, but I would say for the police department specifically is that we closely track statistics. We have to report them to the state. We have to report them to the FBI, and those are the numbers that we report out in our annual report. And what I want to see <clears throat> is this is your return of investment. Uh, maybe you not be able to turn it around in six months, but we start driving those numbers down. So if our ag- our aggravated assaults start going down. If we start seeing maybe more arrests for violent crimes, um, if we drive our property crimes down, if we drive injury accidents down, we start seeing those those things take a turn. Right now, they're going the wrong way. And pre-pandemic, um, we did significantly turn stolen vehicles down. That was a problem. And we targeted it and we got that on a downward, downward trend. So, we know that that works. So, that is the that's going to be the uh, the indicator that we are taking your resources, using our expertise, applying it where needed, applying the CPSM recommendations mm-hmm. to be effective and efficient, and we're being good stewards of the money.
1: And if I were to, and if I were to say a target, it's to get our statistics related to crime back below the national average. It wasn't that long ago. Anyone who's lived in Billings more than 10 years, 12 years, 15 years can recall how rare it was to hear about some of these violent crime incidents and statistically where we were at or below the national averages. Ultimately, that's my goal. As a chief said, you can't get there in months. This is going to take, took us several years to get here. It's going to take a while to get back. But ultimately, that's where I would like to be. And I'd like to see us as the chiefs and be able to show progress each, you know, six month, 12 month, 18 month window, be able to show the taxpayers that their investment is reversing the trend and ultimately getting back to that goal of where we want to be.
2: You know, and and then what I would say, statistics are nice. I mean, you can look at all that and we could talk numbers all you want. At the end of the day, are the citizens satisfied with what's going on? Are they noticing, you know, less problematic behavior in the downtown area? Are they not reading so much about these horrendous crimes that are taking place? That's the litmus for me. This is nice. I have to report it. You know, it gives a pretty good technical and statistical indication. But at the end of the day, are you happy with the service that we're providing uh, with the resources that you gave us? Yes or no? And that, that's the, the ultimate litmus for me.
1: That's one of the things that makes the chief so great at what he does, right? Reminding us that even further down the line, it's about the vic- fewer victims. The victims are truly the ones who are experiencing, you know, horrific things in their life. And that's, we need, that needs to stop. That needs to be reduced. And ultimately, our community will benefit. It'll benefit economically, it'll benefit from. Just how people feel as you go back to the survey. We didn't talk about that. We also surveyed our citizens this past year and they said, we really trust our police department. We think we've got a good department, but we're we're expecting them to deal with a crime problem that we see. And, and I think that's why they were so willing last year to make sure we didn't roll backwards. And I And I believe they'll be supportive as they understand these strategies this year to say, Hey, you don't send the people you support and you trust out without the proper resources of people. As the chief said, we're well-equipped what we have, we do well, well-trained, but we do need more bodies out on the street to deal with these volumes that they're facing.
0: How can our members get engaged in this process? How can we help? How can our listeners help?
2: Well, I think having your voice heard, um, you know, certainly the, uh, The group that showed up uh, when uh, when the boss presented the uh, public safety levy was very vocal Mm -hmm. and uh, forceful on what it is, the concerns were, and what the expectations were uh, of the the council. So don't underestimate uh, what uh, your observations and what your comments are there. Uh, You know, you may think people are going out there, they are again saying the same thing, but, you know, if you have enough people— a voice and concerns about a particular topic, then yep. you know it's incumbent that we pay attention and, and act on that. Mm-hmm. So that that's always good. If in fact we get traction with the safety levy and and uh, and mm-hmm. I can let Chris address that, obviously support. Yeah. As we go forward to, you know, to say that we as a chamber, we as a business community, you know, recognize we got some problems here. Mm-hmm. And here's a solution and, yep. and please
3: help. Mm-hmm. Those are powerful, powerful allies for us. Mm-hmm. With this being an uh, upcoming election year, I suspect candidates may be calling either of you, kind of trying to get a handle on what the public safety situation looks like, what a potential public safety mill levy could be. I think our, our members could engage with those candidates as they're out on the doors or at speaking engagements, things like that. Any, uh, any kind of tips to our members that might be wanting to talk to uh, council candidates on this topic?
1: I would, skim. I mean, if you don't have time to read them, I'd at least skim those reports. I'd skim through the annual report from the police department. I'd look at the Center for Public Safety Management report. I would skim through the survey. All that gives you some really good data to decide for yourself and for themselves, what is most important to them and how is it affecting them? And those elected official candidates need to hear that just as the chief and I do. What does our community want us to do? What do they see as issues that are affecting their lives and their businesses?
0: Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Any 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 last comments? Last things you want to share? No. Nope, if you need
2: a um, outtake for your Christmas party, <laughs> i would be happy to address the fire department's issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, good plan, good plan. All right, we're gonna finish up with our last Rorschach questions. You're not off the hook. You get to do them this episode too. So, people. Joke around all the time about how cops like their donuts. My question to you is what's your favorite sweet treat? Like, where to go? A business in Billings that you would stop to get a sweet treat out? Like, what is it and where is it?
2: Well, it's Dairy Queen in the Heights. All and right. It's going to be uh, one of a couple blizzards. Awesome. Chris? It's
1: <laughs> my daughter's. We do that. We did that again last night. <laughs> um, I would say for me, it probably would be a Big Dipper downtown. I prefer. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. As things open up, what is the vacation spot you're most looking forward to going to? Hmm, or do you vacation, Chief?
1: D- <laughs>
0: <laughs> pass. Okay. No No fishing spot? Okay. All right.
1: You know, I, the first one that comes about, my entire family lives back in Michigan. We love to go back each year, go to Mackinac Island, uh-huh. go up to yeah. Sleeping Bear Dunes on Lake Michigan and kind of visit everybody and hang out.
2: I'll rescind. I'll rescind my pass, and wherever my wife decides that we want to go, she <laughs> yeah. likes warm yep. uh, climate.
0: Do you like warm?
2: Yeah, I like okay. warm. I work right. better at um, at my age. The the joints uh, <laughs> work better when it's warm than twenty below. So, awesome. so we've been to Hawaii a couple times, yeah. Arizona, uh, yeah. things like. Uh, did go on an Alaska cruise, which oh was, nice, okay, was very nice. So any one of those, mm-hmm. um, if we have
1: coupons. we have a regular conversation with his wife because we don't want to see the chief retire anytime soon so as long as she keeps booking good fun trips for the whole family this is no no two-person deal here let's take the whole crew that's that's what we're pitching to her
0: oh funny you guys are awesome thank you so much i know this took time out of your day and you're super busy obviously so we just so appreciate you coming here and being honest and talking about the things that are happening with public safety here in Billings so that our listeners can know what's going on. So appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks Dan too. Thank you so much, Chris and chief St. John for being here today. We are going to put links in the show notes to everything we talked about. So if you want to learn more about what's happening with public safety, you can check out those show notes. Our next episode will be with William Henry of be better world and Carmelita Dominguez of Montana Allergy and Asthma Specialists. They are both on the Chamber's Diversity and Inclusion Advisory Board, and we're going to be talking to them about the issue of diversity and inclusion and what that means for your business. That episode will air in two weeks on June 30th. If you would like to advertise with us, give us feedback or suggest a future topic, or even ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. Thank you to Dan Brooks for joining us today and for Jack Genoway for producing. And again, thank you, Chris and Chief St. John for being here. And most of all, to you, our listeners, we're so grateful for you. Don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get those podcasts because there's something here for everyone.